0: Welcome to the Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Barra.
1: And I'm Rob Gunther, in for Dave Smith. It's Wednesday, September 7th, and we're here updating whenever there's news, all day, every weekday.
0: Here's the latest. Apple held its annual September event today. You know, the one where they announce all the newest tech. And one particular update to the newly announced iPhone 14 Pro is causing a buzz. It's called the Dynamic Island. Here's Insider's Jordan Erb to explain. The island sits at the top of the iPhone where the front camera is, and rather than a clunky banner notification, the island will just display a little alert. In one example from Apple's event, a user gets an alert from Lyft without having to leave the app they're already in. And on Twitter, people seem to be quite taken by the design, but have been making fun of the name, as it's just kind of the techie jargon that really only Apple could come up with.
1: The 14th Amendment was written in the wake of the Civil War. It bars insurrectionists from holding public office. And that provision has now been invoked for the first time in more than a century. A judge in New Mexico on Tuesday ordered a local government official removed from office because he took part in the January 6th insurrection. Coy Griffin, who served as county commissioner and also founded a group called Cowboys for Trump, was convicted of trespassing when he breached barriers at the U.S. Capitol.
0: The White House welcomed former President Obama and Michelle Obama to unveil their official portraits today. But why now? You may be asking. It's been years since they left. Well, traditionally, the next person in the Oval Office unveils them. But, you know, the ceremony had to wait for President Biden, who welcomed the Obamas home, saying these were. Portraits are going to hang on the walls of this sacred place, the People's House, forever. And a reminder of all here and now for those to come to power that hope and change matters. A federal judge in Texas has issued a ruling that could make it harder to access medication to prevent HIV. At issue is a provision in the Affordable Care Act, which requires employers and insurance companies to offer health plans that provide HIV prevention pills, known as PrEP, without charge. An attorney representing a Texas company argued that the provision violated the Christian owner's religious beliefs. The CDC credits the use of PrEP with an eight percent decrease in new HIV infections from 2015 to 2019. Massachusetts is now on track to have its first openly gay and first woman elected governor. Listen, I never, to be honest, I never expected to be on this stage. Maura Healy won the Democratic nomination for governor on Tuesday. She's the state's attorney general and a former professional basketball player. Massachusetts has only elected one Democrat to the office since 1990. Now Healy faces Republican Jeff Deal. He's a right-wing candidate who's endorsed by Donald Trump. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest.
1: Coming up, Dave Smith talks about the complicated culture on Nickelodeon's most famous shows. Dave's out this week, but he left us this interview as a treat.
0: The International Swimming Federation has reversed its ban on a type of swim cap specially designed for black hair. The sole cap, as it's called, is meant to fit thicker, curlier hair better than traditional swim caps. But until now, the governing body of the sport had not allowed swimmers to wear it. Advocates say the fight to get the cap approved isn't just about swimwear. It's about getting black hair to be more broadly accepted in society. Over a decade ago, a woman in Scotland noticed her husband smelled a little funky. Well, it turns out that could be the reason more people with Parkinson's disease are diagnosed early and get better treatment. Joy Milne says her husband started smelling different years before he wound up diagnosed with Parkinson's. That got scientists interested. So they got Joy to sniff t-shirts and amazingly, she was able to match the shirts with people who have the condition. Now they've developed a new test which uses a cotton swab on the back of the neck to help detect the condition.
1: In the early days of the pandemic, a lot of millennials and Gen Zers moved back in with their parents. And it turns out most of them stayed there, 67 percent, according to a new report by LendingTree. And it's not just the home-cooked meals and the Scrabble nights that are keeping them at home. It's skyrocketing housing costs. It's student loan bills. It's inflation. It's all made it so difficult to return to a solo lifestyle. And according to the Pew Research Center... It's partly why the number of multi-generational households has quadrupled in the last 50 years.
0: On Tuesday, the New York District Attorney returned nearly 60 pieces of art to Italy, totaling $19 million, including the $3 million marble head of Athena from 200 B.C. Investigators say the antiques were originally stolen from Italy and then sold to museums like the Metropolitan Museum of Art. After years of tracking looters' trails and figuring out where the art really belonged, investigators say the items are finally heading home.
2: If you're a millennial like me or a Gen Zer, you probably watched a lot of Nickelodeon growing up. In the late 90s and early 2000s, the Kids Network had tons of super popular shows like iCarly, Victorious, Zoe 101, and The Amanda Show. And they were all created by one man. Dan Schneider. But a number of people have accused Schneider of creating an abusive, exploitative atmosphere for workers and child actors. Kate Taylor, a senior correspondent at Insider, is here to break down the complexities of Schneider's empire. So Kate, what have his former staff said about what it was like working with him?
3: A lot of people who worked with Dan Schneider really described him as a person who, at some point, it could be really fun, it could be really great. But when you get on his bad side, he can be vindictive. And even when people were in his good graces, he was very controlling. He expected people to be on call 24-7. People who worked at Dan on set said it was very difficult to push back against him because he had so much power. And he was someone who every little detail had to be uh, just to his liking. So he is signing off on costumes. And Daniela Monet, who was um, a teenage actress on Victorious, told me that she felt that a lot of her outfits were very sexualized and more revealing than what she would wear today as kind of an adult and a mother.
2: Yikes. And so Jeanette McCurdy wrote about someone who is assumed to be Schneider in her book, I'm Glad My Mom Died. What did she say? And why does everyone assume that it's Schneider?
3: So Jeanette McCurdy's book references an unnamed creator, quote unquote, who in the book created explicitly iCarly and Victorious. And Dan Schneider is the sole creator of iCarly and Victorious. Jeanette McCurdy said that this creator, uh, some things that he did were he would pit the cast against each other. In one instance, he kind of pressured her into drinking his alcoholic beverage, saying, oh, the cast of uh, Victorious, they always get drunk together. Like, why aren't you drinking? In another instance, she said that he gave her an unwanted massage, which left her feeling extremely
2: uncomfortable. And the content that Schneider created also raised concerns among staff for being inappropriate. Do you have examples of that?
3: Yeah, so staff told me that even at the time, there were some things that were in scripts that they felt uncomfortable with, um, that either they pushed back on or didn't really know how to push back on against Dan. So there's a scene in Zoe 101 that stars Alexa Nicholas, who was one of the co-stars on the show. And Alexa Nicholas recalls filming this scene, which you can actually watch in Zoe 101. In the scene, Jamie Lynn Spears' character is basically squirted in her face with a goo pop accidentally by alexa nicholas's character hey
1: you have a little goo pops yeah we just got them in you want some goo
3: so it's like basically if you watch it it's just kind of this fake treat that the characters are eating and it's like this kind of hair gel-esque little gooey substance what is it goo pops they're awesome how do i
0: open it oh easy you just bite the tip then you just squeeze Wait, it's
3: not coming out. Ugh. So Alexa Nicholas said that there was a crew member with a syringe of goo. And he was instructed to just, like, squirt the goo in Jamie Lynn's face again and again. And Dan Schneider kept finding issues with the scene where he kept saying, no, that's not right. No, that's not right. We need to do this again and again and again. Finally, like, the goo hits Jamie Lynn in the forehead, and then kind of, like, is dribbling all over her face. I don't know why the other one squirted out like that. All I do is squeeze a little like this. (gasps) And Alexa recalls when that shot happened, Dan Schneider started laughing hysterically. Other people on set were laughing. She recalls someone behind her, like one of her teenage castmates, saying, that was like a cum shot. Um, And that's the shot that makes it into the show. She says she felt everyone on set kind of understood this to be a sexualized situation, for me watching it, it feels like an uncomfortable shot. And knowing that it was filmed again and again and again until it was exactly that shot, I think speaks for itself.
2: Yeah, that's the part that sat with me, too. The fact that he had did so many takes of it.
3: Yes. Well, some child actors had great experiences with Nickelodeon. Some of them had really, really hard experiences. And one person who's been very outspoken about that is Alexa Nicholas. Uh, Alexa has been recently protesting Nickelodeon and other entertainment industry companies that she feels didn't do enough to protect children. So escaping Zoe 101 for her was kind of escaping this situation that was very toxic, very traumatizing, and just a difficult situation for anyone to be in, much less a 12 to 13-year-old girl. Absolutely. Something that a lot of people brought up, both people defending Dan and people who were more critical of him, mentioned that these things were approved by Nickelodeon. So one writer who I spoke with said that she hopes that this is the beginning of these networks kind of realizing just because someone makes you money does not mean that they should have endless opportunities.
2: So where where is Schneider now?
3: So in 2018, Nickelodeon cut ties with Schneider. At the time, they said it was mutual. The New York Times reported last year that it was actually following an investigation that found that Schneider could be verbally abusive to colleagues. So he has kind of been really, since leaving Nickelodeon, not producing the shows that really made him famous. Jeanette's book, a lot of people felt, was the final nail in the coffin, where at this point, it's going to be very controversial to work with Dan.
2: Kate, thank you so much. Thank you. Kate Taylor is a senior correspondent at Insider. And for more on Dan Schneider and Nickelodeon, go to Insider.com.
0: Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I am Rebecca Ibarra
1: And I'm Rob Gunther. Talk to you soon.